Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sounds It feels so good to be back. This is Catfish on Ice, episode 91. We missed everyone. We missed the Preds talk. We missed having all this fun talking about Nashville Predators hockey. But, of course, we hope everyone had a really good Christmas with their, with all their friends and family. And I am joined by my co-host, Rich Howe. This is Chad Mitten. Rich, how was your holidays? How was your Christmas? How was everything? It was great. I got a pre-order Stadium Series jersey coming. Woo, okay. Okay, all those jerseys that everybody hates? All those jerseys that everybody hates. (laughs) I want something. Yep. Well, hey, I've already seen, I can't remember what player it was or who was wearing it. I want to say it was Roman Yossi, but they look way better on the players. Absolutely. And that's exactly what you said, Rich. That's exactly what you said. You said, "Let's pump the brakes. Uh, it's gonna look. It's gonna look much better on them in person." And I, I, I was it Roman Yossi? Did you see, see the same picture as me? I don't remember. I saw. So the night that we were at the game, the night they revealed them, and they had um, some country band. I don't know who it was up in the stands, and they showed them on the screen. And a couple of those guys were wearing them. So just average uh, country music singers. So imagine seeing Roman Yossi in these jerseys. Imagine seeing Philip Forsberg in these jerseys in the stadium, in Nissan Stadium. They're going to look good. Let's yes. all let's all calm down a little bit here. Yes. And I'm actually I'm going to get it. Um, I'm going to get Roman Yossi's number and name. There you go. That's a really safe bet. There. That's a safe player to go with. There's only a <laughs> couple of guys. There's what, a couple you can get. Whatever you do, do not get Philip Forsberg on your jersey. I'm just warning you right now. <laughs> I would, n- yeah, no. So it's like I would get Rene, a Rene jersey, Yossi, Soros is questionable, but Soros, yeah. So Well, past players are safe because you know they're not going anywhere. But, yes, on this current team, it's pretty dicey to get be getting uh, players on your jersey unless you – Want to see them go play for another team. But, all right, we are very happy to have you back with us. We took a week break from the uh, podcast. We normally do two episodes a week during the season. But you know what? The NHL also had to take a break due to COVID. So we took a break as well. But the Christmas break was nice to have. And we are super energized here and ready to get back at it with all of our listeners. We appreciate you being with us. We hope you had a great Christmas with your friends and family. We got the new year coming up here with 2022. We got the World Junior uh, Championship going on right now. We got a couple key Preds players in that. So we'll do an update on that. Our main face-off tonight, our opening face-off, is going to be... It's always it's always about looking to get better. It's always about trying to improve. 
just because you are doing all these great things doesn't mean you can't get better. And that should be a that 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 goes for life in general. So our opening face-off tonight is where can the Preds improve coming out of this break, coming out of this COVID pause that the NHL that uh, I think it's on day ten now that the Preds have been without without playing hockey. Yeah. They still they're still riding that seven game winning streak. Yeah. And let's uh let's go ahead and re let's go ahead and refresh everyone's memory. The Preds had a back to back sweep against the Avalanche and the Blackhawks despite having so many players in the COVID nineteen protocols. And it, it's like, okay, can they keep this up? Is this break going to make them a little uh, rusty coming out of this break. That's what we're worried about. So our opening face-off is going to be all about what can they do to improve on. And there's there's plenty of things. Even though they are on a seven-game winning streak, even though they are just what, – what, what are they? Are they one or two points out of first place right now? One point. I'm, one point. One measly point out of first oh. place. And guess which team they're behind? The team they beat earlier in the season, the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota Wild. The Saint team Lord that I thirty nine te- points as well, but yes, the team that I'm per- Minnesota Wild. The team that I'm pretty sure me and you both, Rich, have atop our power rankings for the division, which we haven't done that in a while either. But uh, we will do that on we'll do that on Thursday. But uh, yeah, so the Preds are right there, but there's still always room for improvement. That's what we're all about. That goes for life in general. All right, so we got a really – Real quick, real quick, though. How was your holiday? We didn't ask how your holiday was. All right, so my holiday was really good. It was nice to spend time with my family. It was nice. Yeah. We had some 75-degree uh, yeah, summertime temperatures. I felt yeah. like firing up the grill. Like, it was weird. That's what we did. Well, we that steak. was smart. We had steaks for Christmas, so yeah. That was smart. Hey, was when, awesome. when it, steaks are never a bad idea, no matter what holiday it is Trust or me. what day of the week it is for that matter. I will take a steak over ham or turkey any day. Hold on, Rich. I got to ask you real quick. How do you like your steak cooked? Don't don't Medium. let me down. Medium rare. Oh, all right. This is why he's my co-host. Rich Al for the win. Is there another option? If you would have said if you would have said well done with a side of ketchup, I would have been I probably would have quit this podcast. Medium rare, covered in butter. All right, I can live with that. But if you would have said well done, I like a little ketchup and a one on the side. That that would have been the end of the Catfish and Ice podcast as we know it. <laughs> no way. All right, good. All right, I'm right there with you. A good steak. I'm right there with you. All right, well, yeah, we had some really good food. We had the more traditional Christmas food. Uh, we did uh, got to enjoy a lot of uh, uh, family, some family hadn't seen in a while. It was great. It was awesome. This time of year is always about uh, catching up with uh, family, uh, talk to some old friends I hadn't talked to in a while as well. So, yeah, it was great. Awesome. So, this is a great time of year, and we hope all of our listeners right now also are having a great holiday season. It's not over. We still got the new year coming. 2022 is almost here. Hard to believe. Which that's insane. Yeah. But Rich, let's let me finish here. We got a really awesome and fun segment for our listeners. We got some good responses on social media. Oh yeah. Hypothetical. We like to do these hypothetical things all the time on this podcast, and we're gonna give you another one. 
If you could pick one historical great NHL player, he has to be retired, and it can't be Wayne Gretzky, and it can't be a former Preds player. Who would you put on the Preds? I know I gave you some rules there. I gave you a little bit of a, all right, you can't pick Wayne Gretzky because that's obvious. Everyone oh, yeah. pick Wayne Gretzky. But, and it can't be Pecorino. I had to throw the rule in there about the Preds not being former Preds because all my Preds fans would just pick Pecorino. They take Pecorino back. I was so I had to throw that rule in there. I was going to do Lucas Pisa, but. Well, he's, he's not retired. I don't. I don't think he's retired anyway. I don't know. But uh, no, it has to be. Re- it has to be retired. And I think you missed these two words, Rich. Former great. Oh. Yeah. I don't think Lucas Pisa Luca falls Luca? into that category. Are you disparaging the good name of Lucas Pisa? I am. I am. All right. He I just d- don't even lie. Lucas Pisa is going to be on your uh, on your stadium series jersey. Just don't even lie. Stop That'd lying. Be awesome. I would that would that, be awesome. Despite people. It'd be really funny. Yeah, All right, be. so we're going to get into that. Former historical great NHL players. Who would we put on the Preds? Who Who are some of our top choices? That's going to be a lot of fun. I got three players that I would absolutely put on the Preds first over all the other greats. And it was tough, but it was fun. It is. Yeah, there are so many uh, to choose from. And then to round out episode 91, we are going to do a quick preview of the Capitals game coming up on Wednesday. Mm. We are really it's it's so nice to finally be talking about a game again. Uh and yeah. I mean we well, have so many. It's let's really go ahead and get into it right now real quick. Well, we'll cover it more, but we'll go and throw it out there for anyone who doesn't know yet. But yes, COVID pr- protocol update. Ooh. Yes, the Preds are getting... Let's start with the good news. The Preds are getting back Ryan Johansson. That's good. They're getting yep. back Mikael Granlin. Yep. That's really good. Yep. It looks like we got Philip Tomasino back in the mix. That's awesome. Yep. But Not we don't know... Ba- we still don't yep. really know about Matt Duchesne. That's kind of up in the air right now. Like, no Nick news Cousins. on Matt Duchesne. Nick Cousins. Nick Cousins. Mark yes. Borbieski. Mark Borbieski. Mark and Ben Harper. I know yes. Well, Ben Harper was the only one I cared about. <laughs> All those other ones could not be playing. As long as we get Ben Harper back, we're winning the Stanley Cup. Yes, sir. Yeah. But, yeah. all right. And on a more serious note, those are some good players to get back, obviously. Yes. Especially yeah. Mikael Granlund. Especially Mikael Granlund, who was on a tear before he got Johansson. placed on the list. And Ryan Johansson. Yeah. But, unfortunately, our beloved captain... Could not escape the COVID protocols. He is on COVID protocols. Also, my beloved Colton Sissons, who is one of my favorite players, underrated players, he's on COVID protocols. And our budding rookie, who is dishing out assists and proving us all wrong this season, Tommy Novak, is also on COVID protocols. Ugh. Yes. So we'll talk about it. We will talk about it more when we preview the Caps game to end this episode. But that's a tough blow. It's like it's like you get excited about getting certain players back, and then you're like, oh, yeah. It's like you don't even have time to get excited about it. So yeah, it's rough. Yeah. That's that's especially. Tough. I mean, Roman Yossi and Colton Sissons. You want to talk about two yep. vital players to the winning streak we got going on right now, and you're going to take those players out. That's tough. 
That's that tough. Very tough. But the whole league, to be fair, the whole league is dealing with this right now. So it's not just the Preds who have to overcome right now. Yep. And, of course, we are presented by DraftKings. We are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Again, this is episode 91 of Catfish and Ice with Rich Howe and Chad Minton. Of course, we normally have Kyle Perkins, our buddy, joining us for Perks Picks every Monday. He has to miss this week because, you know what? Life happens and we got some stuff going on. But he will be back with us. He hates that he had to miss the episode. But, uh, you know what? It's okay because he will be back next week. And we can't wait to have him back. We're going to miss him yep. tonight, but he will be back next week. We can't wait to have him back. So that's what we got in store for you for episode 91. So, uh, Rich, you ready to get awesome. into it? Let's do it. I'm ready. All right, our opening ready, face-off. Ready. Our opening face-off is all about where can we improve? Where can the Preds improve? Where can we get even better? And, yes, I know that's a hard question to ask because – Everything seems peachy right now. Everything seems perfect. Life is perfect. The Preds are seven-game winning streak. They seem like they can do nothing wrong. I personally thought the the winning streak was going to end against the Blackhawks because they were completely decimated with the COVID protocols. Plus, they were missing Matt Duchesne. And they were going up against a Blackhawks team that, for the most part, weren't dealing with any COVID protocol players. So I thought that was for sure when the winning streak was going to be ended. But what do you know? The Preds push it to overtime, and they win it in overtime. So, Rich, it's kind of hard to find where can we improve in. But they're out there. There are some places. There are some. And, Rich, you want to get us started here? Give me something that you think the Preds can improve on coming out of this break. It's not – the first one is it's not really much – it's not an improvement. I guess it would say with the new rules at place, it's um, utilize the taxi squad to your advantage. Um, now that we, 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 they had the announcement where they're going to let uh, players come in the taxi squad. I think so far the Predators have added uh, Matthew Olivier, Matt Luff, and Michael McCarron to the taxi squad. I would assume they're going to add Rocco Grimaldi. You would um, think. We think. And I think you, you wrote a really good Connor Ingram. Connor Ingram. You wrote a really good piece for Predlines talking about the taxi squad, um, and yeah, your 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 point was was perfect. Like they need to make sure that they get the right guys in place and just use them to their benefit as best they can. Um, another point you made in that piece was all the guys that they would bring onto the taxi squad have NHL experience. You know they're used to playing on the big roster, so. Um, just use that to their advantage. That's that's something yeah. that, that they pr- they're pretty good at. They they did that against Chicago. Uh, they brought in a bunch of guys when they had to play Colorado, and it worked out really well. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully um, we can. Well, there's a so there's certain teams that I feel like are going to be in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. when it comes to having to do this because they're just not very deep. They don't have a lot of players on the fringe part of their roster that are ready for NHL experience. Whereas, you know, the Preds, to use this, and this is going to be a temporary thing. This taxi squad, yeah. assuming everything goes the way the NHL is hoping it goes, it, this is going to be a very temporary thing. This taxi squad, preferably, is not going to go until the very end of the season. Right. This is basically to get the NHL through this surge that the whole country is facing right now when it comes yep. to uh, – 
COVID-19 and the Omicron variant, which we're not going to get into hell, to the to COVID talk outside of hockey. Like, that's just not what we're going to do. We'd be here all night, and we're not experts. We're not going to claim to be. But what's going on in this entire country when it comes to the uh, rise in cases is going on in the NHL. And so I think the NHL is using this taxi squad wisely. And we've we've been – I think we've already said this, and pretty much everyone's been saying this – we got to bring back the taxi squads to get through the get get past this hurdle, yeah. this major hurdle that's already postponed over sixty NHL games total, over sixty. That's a lot to make up. Which has pretty much moved the NHL out of the Olympics officially. Yep. And that's- you've even seen the top star of the game, Connor McDavid, come out and voice his dis. Well, I don't want to say displeasure, but definitely his disappointment. Yeah. that he can't participate in the Olympics. <clears throat> and I feel like the NHL could have – I don't know. I'm not going to come down on the NHL because, honestly, no one knows what to predict from this uh, virus. And it, everyone's trying to make decisions on the fly. But, yeah, it's tough. And yeah. so now we got these taxi squads in here. We think it's going to be temporary. But we still got to think about it. And I think the Preds are a team – that are deep enough to where they can feel pretty good about the players that they're going to be allowed to put on the taxi squad. And, I mean, Connor Ingram is who you think of first. I mean, Mm -hmm. if for some reason Connor Ingram has to be thrust in for an emergency situation, you feel pretty good about that. Yep. He already had to do it pretty much when David Riddick was out for protocols. Mm -hmm. And so – I mean, I feel good with all the guys that we've mentioned – Definitely Rocco Grimaldi. Like that's that's just a no brainer to put to put him on there. I mean, and Matthew and Matthew Olivier and is Matthew basically Olivier. an NHL. Matthew Olivier is already really an NHL player now. It's hard to yeah. call Matthew Olivier a prospect. It it's just the yeah. it's just the point of there's so much room on the roster, and yeah. so unfortunately, the Preds have so many young players that have earned a spot on the roster that it's hard to find room for Olivier. But with this taxi squad, he's an easy choice. Easy yeah. choice. Cody Glass. I really Matt think Luff. Cody Glass. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Matt Luff. I, I like that one. But I actually want to see Cody Glass get in on the taxi squad. Yeah. And we don't even know if these players are actually going to get significant time. This is yeah. literally a, this is a safety net here. But, Absolutely. But I do think the Preds are very set up well. To where if something does happen and you got to dip into that taxi squad, I think yeah. the Preds are set up pretty well. And there's, to, there's uh, one other one other player you might like to see. Who would that be? Who, who's the other player you want to see? Maybe. Who's the player I want to see? Yeah, on the taxi squad, maybe Zachary Larue. <laughs> no, Igor. Igor Afanasyev. Yes, I would like to see Igor Afanasyev on the taxi squad. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't think, think it's going to happen. But and really, these, this taxi squad is being created for the worst case scenario. Right. They're trying to cover their bases here. Some other key points out of that is uh, emergency call-ups from the AHL uh, for cap reasons. These players who are going to be on the taxi squad will be considered AHL players, so that's mm-hmm. important. And so, yeah, yep. it's smart that NHL's doing it. But uh, we really hope that the NHL doesn't, or these teams, including the Predators, don't really have to use it too often, and that this is just a temporary thing. We can get past this, 
and uh, and just go back to normal like we keep waiting on. But yep. yes, the Texas squad's out there, and it looks like the Preds can 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 have plenty of uh, good depth players to put on the squad. Yep, absolutely. So that's a good one. All yep. right, my first one is more X's and O's. <clears throat> this is more on the ice. No matter what happens with taxi squads, this is going to ring true for me. More goal support for UC Soros. Amen. Because Love I'm not saying the Preds are a terrible offensive team and they're like historically bad and we can't count on them to have those games where they just light it up. They've shown they're capable of doing that. Yeah, They, they can have those spurts. Here but I need them to regularly show more goal support for a Vesna-worthy goaltender that is UC Soros. And, I mean, I've got some numbers here, and I'll share it out of my article, but until I pull it up, because I don't want to get the numbers exactly wrong, but some of these numbers will blow your mind. But the Preds are 16th in the NHL in goals per game, so they're very, they're the definition of average when it comes to goals per game. Yeah. They are just shy of three goals per game on average this season. Which shouldn't surprise anybody because they are a defensive-minded team. They are a rough, go-at-it type of team that takes a lot of penalties. I'll get back to that a little bit later. But they take a lot of penalties. So that really that really hurts your chances to score a lot of goals because what, what are you doing? You're expending all your energy to kill penalties instead yep. of using that energy to score goals. Yep. So that's a big reason why they – aren't maybe a little bit higher, maybe even top 10 in goals per game in the league, which I feel like they can get to. I honestly feel like they can get to a top 10 mark in goals per game if they clean up their penalties. I think so too. Um, I'm I'm surprised it's 16th. Like I haven't looked at that stat or anything, but like it just doesn't seem like it would be that high. I mean, for, they how, are 16th. for, how, for how defensive they play now, uh, 16th being average, that's – Actually, not that bad. I feel, but, the, but it can get better, obviously. But the point I, I got to make here is 16th in goals per game is good enough to maybe earn you a playoff spot. Yep. It's maybe good enough to even maybe, just maybe, if you draw the right opponent in the first round, maybe you can sweep by the first round. But this is an air. We're all talking about improvements here. We're not trying to come down hard on the Predators. Obviously, no. the Predators are playing great. But we're trying to find areas where, hey, you can show some improvement here. Goals, goal efficiency and goal support for UC Soros will really make this team serious contenders. And I know I'm shooting for the fences here when I say this. But think about it. Think about it for a second. If the Preds can somehow improve on this goal efficiency per game, get into a top 10 mark, kind of compete with some of these other elite teams. I'm not saying they're going to be as efficient as the Oilers or the Golden Knights. I'm not that delusional. But if they can show improvement, imagine what that's going to do for UC Soros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. UC, why does UC Soros have to not give up any more than two goals every game for him to hope to get a win? That's not right. That's not going to work long term. No. no. And, and him giving up him giving up two goals a game like when we see that we're like oh crap they're in trouble you know so well hey yeah. to that like, that's not to, good so so to that point rich uc soros has taken five losses this season when he gave up two goals or less 
Yeah. Five losses. And that's not fair. And in this in, in today's game, in today's NHL, if you give up two goals or less, you deserve to get that win. There is no – three goals a game is not asking for that much in no. today's game. And yeah. the Preds, to the Preds' credit, they are just shy of that. So I'm not saying they're far away from it, but if they can inch that up above three goals per game and start becoming a team that you can totally trust and bank on it, that they're going to at least score three goals a game in UC Saros' starts, it's going to do wonders for this team to not not only go as far as they've gone, but hey, I'm going to throw it out there right now if they can figure this out. They might even maybe be able to win the division. But that's yeah. a big if. That's a big if. It is. And, they got to fix this take, area. Yeah, it's definitely going to take some work. Um, <clears throat> we've seen them struggle, like you said, to get goals. And that's, you know, that's. They have lapses. They have long yeah. lapses in games where, unless yeah, UC yeah. Soros just completely carries them to the finish line, they're going to lose yeah. the game. And if you And if you listen to, like, when we watch the games, when Soros lets in a couple, we're like, oh, crap. It's not. It's totally not fair because like goaltenders let in let in uh, goals all the time. But when Saros lets them in, we're like, oh, that's it. He probably wants that one back. We start like we start analyzing his game more and saying, oh man, he's having a rough night. When when he's not, it's the other guys who are having a rough night. So yeah, for sure. On, on, on most occasions, game. yes. On most occasions, you're absolutely right, Rich. Yeah. So this was the last. So. Uh, our buddy Kyle shares this guy's uh, point projections a lot. We're going to remind everyone about it. So this is his last point projections were uh, December 20th, so not that far off, especially considering there hasn't been hardly any games played since then. Uh, so this is a at ineffective math. Uh, Michael, Micah Blake McCurdy does a lot of analytics and stuff. He literally has the Preds winning the division in his point projections. With 99.5 points. And he's got Minnesota Wild at 98.3 and the Colorado Avalanche at 98. After that three-team cluster of teams in his projections, the next team drops all the way down to 91.4 points. And that's the Blues. That's your top four. Wow. Now, and I, I think I told Kyle this in the last episode. Uh, I I told him, I can't get on board with this. I don't believe this. I don't think this is going to happen. This is crazy talk. I I respect at ineffective math. He's way smarter than me. He crunches the numbers. He has a system in place. But I can't get on board with it. But guess what, Rich? If they increase their goal efficiency and their goal support for Soros, you will get me on board with this prediction and this projection. And, and And it doesn't have to be by much, you know. No, I mean, they're right there. They're very average right now. Their ranking is 16th in the league. They're very average. But do we want more out of this Preds team than just average? They're not going to beat teams in the playoffs. Let's look at Western Conference playoff teams. The Oilers, the Golden Knights, uh, the Minnesota Wild for that instance, the Colorado Avalanche. Teams like that that they're likely going to play in the first round, they're going to boat race them if they don't become a higher-scoring team, a more efficient goal-scoring team, and they give more goal support to UC Soros. They have to do it. 
We know UC Soros is gonna is gonna deliver. We know UC Soros is only gonna give up two to three goals per game. Yep. On a bad night, Soros gives up three goals. That's true. On his yeah. worst night. Yep. On most occasions. Yeah. That's a big uh, one for me. It is, absolutely. And like you said, when you look at other teams in the West, the Anaheim, I mean, they're they're strong. That would be a tough a tough yeah. matchup at this point for those guys. Their goal differential is plus fourteen. Yeah, Predators are sitting at point at ten, plus yeah. ten. So that's good. That's yeah. another good stat to look at, Rich. That's yeah. another really good stat you bring up. It's goal differential, and they're only plus ten. And I know it seems like we're riding hot, but when you're only a plus ten, even after a seven game winning streak, that tells me that you're winning very very close games. Yeah. They could go either way, and that Soros is having to. Really, yep. avoid giving up three plus goals. Yeah, if you look at the other three in the the top four, uh, Minnesota is a plus twenty, St. Louis is a plus twenty one, and the mighty Colorado Avalanche are plus twenty four. Oh, and that plus twenty four is going to end up at plus fifty or plus sixty. The like I'll bank on it, bank on the it. They're going. I yeah. would put money on that. They will end up at plus fifty or plus sixty. Yep. All right, so, so that's a big one for me, Rich. That's a big one for me. All right, you got another one to give me here, or yeah, it's not yeah, not it's not really more of the the XIO stuff. It's more of a, another generalization, but like just whatever they need to do to carry on this winning streak. Like they were playing so well, and I know this break is killing them, uh, but it's killing a lot of teams. You know, right yeah. now they it's had even playing money. field. It's even playing field. We can't it's use that as an excuse. It is, but they can't regress back to the beginning of the season like they have absolutely got to get this together quick uh figure out what they're going to do especially tomorrow night or uh, wednesday when they play the washington capitals without roman yossi without colton sisson like, they yeah. gotta fight they're gonna have to fight they're gonna have to just chip away and and do whatever they got to do and claw their way to, to get to get wins because like you know the season's starting back up and to not have the captain and Colton Sissons in for it's going to be the days. biggest test. It's going to be the biggest test for them. It's absolutely tough. So they're just going to have to get on it and just you know they don't quit and they fight. Every game seems like a fight for them, and they just they're going to have to continue that. You know what we're really going to see? We're going to depending on how many games Roman Yossi misses, and this is going to be a back to back. They play the Columbus Blue Jackets the game, the night after on Thursday, and we are going to give you instant reaction to that game on Thursday. We can't wait for it. We haven't done an instant reaction episode in a while, nope. so we can't wait for that. But it's very likely that Roman Yossi is going to miss both of these games, I would assume. Oh, of course, would so. of course, this is a fluid situation with these protocols, but it seems like, go ahead and bank on it, Roman Yossi is going to at least miss these next two games against the Capitals and the Blue Jackets. And we're about to really find out how big of a team MVP Roman Yossi is. Yeah. Um, Let's see if the Preds can overcome it. Mike Twitter, Preds were pretty hot going into that. The, What's up, um, Mike Twitter? We hope you had a really good Christmas, and we're we really appreciate yeah. you joining us tonight. Yep, yeah. he's absolutely right. They were hot. Um, seven game win streak. The only other team in the NHL with that with a seven game win streak is the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, so Rich, I got to ask you something. Put your uh, head coach hat on here, Rich. Yeah. Who? Replaces Yossi on the top pairing <laughs> oh, God. for Wednesday. Uh, man, I don't even know. 
It's tough. Give me get, get come on now. On we know Carrier is going to be up there, right? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, man, that's a that's a really good question. That's um, a kind of that's that's what I like to call. I'm going to use my deep vocabulary here. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm going to call that a conundrum. That is a conundrum. You're absolutely right. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. I'm not putting Mac Holm on the top pairing. I'm not doing it. Yeah, he hasn't would, earned man. it. He hasn't earned it. He hasn't shown yep. me he's ready for it. I'm going to throw everyone for a loop here. Put Uh-oh. Dante Fabro on the top pairing with Ooh. Alexander Carrier. Ooh. I like it. That's hot. Hot take. You yeah. got to see if you got it. You got to see if Fabro can do it. Hey, man. Yeah, you're right. And he, and it's it's step-up time. Do the Preds – do we still not think that Fabro needs to be the future? Does he still have a chance to prove that? Yeah. Let's see what you can do in this in this moment. Yep. Whereas I love Ekholm, but he is the past. Even though he is a four-year deal, he is not – I'm not – I don't want to see him on the top pairing. I don't. I feel like you're right, Rich. I feel like it is going to be Ekholm, but I would love it. And it, I might have to, I might have to uh, eat my own words on Thursday, and it by, might be a drastic failure. But I want, if I'm Hines, I want to see Fabro and Carrier on the top pairing. Keep Ekholm on the second pairing with, I don't know, Fleet Myers, I guess, and then. And then you you run with Borowiecki and Matt Benning, which has always yeah. been working for you. Uh, why why would you break them up when we already know how strong they play together? Yeah, I agree. That sounds I like mean, a good lineup. Roll the dice and let's see what happens. Let's see if Fabro is ready for top pairing minutes with Carrier. You run with two youngsters, and we deal with the consequences. That's where I'm at with it. I'm calling Hines right now. Hold on, I'll tell him what you. Yeah, I'm sure he really cares. He was waiting. He Hines was waiting for the catfish on ice. Uh, uh, give him permission, basically. That's all he was waiting on. I'm Hines gonna, is gonna, Hines is watching the stream right now, and he was like, "Oh, they finally told me what to do." I'm going to agree with you. I think <laughs> what you just said absolutely makes sense. That lineup. I agree. I agree that Ekholm does not. He hasn't shown that he can be on the top line. Let Fat Row have a go. With I don't think I'm right though. I think I'm going to be wrong in that. As far I as I actually, I think Hines Hines is going to roll with his trusted veteran Matthias yep. Ekholm, who, to Ekholm's credit, he's been playing a little bit better lately. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be Ekholm, Carrier, Fabro, Myers, and Benning and Borbieski. Well, so we're just flip flopping them here. I, I think, think the more. I think I like the more better, the more bold move by Hines is to move up Fabro and give him a chance. The safer, more conservative choice is to put Ekholm up there. Yep. But I'm I'm rolling with Fabro. I'm rolling with Fabro. I think it makes sense. I like it. All right, to round out this segment, I got one more improvement on our opening faceoff. It, it, if the, if the Preds increase their goal efficiency for Soros. And they do what I'm about to say. We should go ahead and start handing the sta- hanging up the Stanley Cup banner right now. Ooh. Like we need to go ahead and start stitching the Stanley Cup banner. Let's do it. So for all you banner joke people out there, come at me. Yeah. All right. If this is a two part improvement here, because they go hand in hand. 
Even though in my article I separated them, they really go hand in hand. But the main part of this, the Preds have got to start balancing out their playing style to where they keep that edge about them. They don't lose their focus in the way they want to play because it does benefit them a lot. But they've got to cut back on the untimely penalties. Absolutely. And I've seen too many penalties where it's not even about their identity and how they were playing aggressively. A lot of times they take these penalties where they weren't watching where their stick was. They got their stick caught up in a guy's skates and they weren't paying attention enough or they weren't focused enough. And these are all normal penalties that you're going to see from a younger team like the Predators are. So it's very understandable. It's very understandable. We shouldn't be surprised by it. But if they can continue to preach this and cut back a little bit, I like their chances. I mean, let's be honest here. The Predators are... Uh, they're definitely top ten in or top five in every major category when it comes to penalties. Yep. And let, let's talk about something here. Other than the Arizona Coyotes, which you never want to be associated with the Arizona Coyotes in anything. Nope. nope. Other than the Arizona Coyotes, the Predators take the most penalties and spend the most time in the penalty box in the entire NHL. Only the Arizona Coyotes can say they take more. That's That's a problem. That's not good. Now, do I think the Predators are going to remain one of the most penalized teams no matter what? Yes. Their playing style. I said to give me a little credit, Rich. Going into the season, did I not tell you that the Predators were going to be one of the most penalized teams? Yep. Yep. I I do remember that. And they are now, living up to what you said, for sure. Well, But do they have to be second in the league? No. Can they drop it back to maybe being like the 10th most penalized team, the 8th most? I'll live with that. They can't be yeah. second. They can't be penalized that much. And I know there's a lot of Predators fans out there who are saying, well, the officiating's not fair, and we get screwed over by penalties all the time. Okay, there's every team can say that. There's every fan out there who constantly says that the refs have it out for their team. So we're not going to use that. We're throwing that out the window. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I think they can fix it. I think they can. I don't. They can modestly fix it. I don't think they're going to become suddenly a disciplined team that never takes penalties. But yeah. they can they can improve it a little bit. They can improve it a little bit, and that'll go a long way. They can, and it's like you said, it's not it's not even good penalties. It's it's little ticky tack stuff like tripping or or there's a lot of um, a lot of um, slashing. Yeah. You see that an awful lot. Um, yeah. So I was looking since we're going to talk about the Washington Capitals game, they kind of got the the breakdown of their stats. So they're the Predators are twentieth in the league in penalty kill. And that's better than it has been. It has been, but, but it's still it's not good. That's it's not, not it's good. it's not when you cup when you combine being the second most penalty team in the league with a twentieth yep. ranked penalty kill. That's a really bad combination. Yeah. So yep. when we're talking about improvements here, we're talking about how can the team make improvements. That's a that's a dead ringer for an area they can improve on. If they were higher on the PK, I wouldn't care. 
I wouldn't care at all. But that's a good point. Yeah, just just twentieth. It's just not. That's not going to cut. But it. honestly, all all three of these improvement areas that I've that we've named or that I've named go hand in hand because they if do. you cut back on the on the time in the penalty box, you you get to spend more time at five on five where you're actually pushing to score where you're not pushing back on your heels and having to use all your energy to kill off a penalty and not give up a goal, you keep it at five on five. That's when the Preds can make a lot of their hay. That's when the Preds can improve on that goal, goals per game efficiency that I talked about. These all go hand in hand here. Mm-hmm. This is part of a big master plan. You fix one area, you can fix all three of them. Yep. And suddenly you do have a Preds team, which, hold up, maybe we can go to the second round. Maybe we can put on a repeat of 2017. It's been so long. It's been so long. Ugh. I know. To, hey, Just to make it to the second round. Is but what's crazy way. is these are attainable goals. These are not yeah. far-fetched goals. They just got to figure it out. They, they, they've got to, they, they, they got to stay hungry. They got to keep playing with that chip on their shoulder. They got to keep remembering that in the preseason, nobody gave them a chance, including us. Yep, I admit it. And they'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. So that, that that's what we got for you in our opening face-off episode ninety-one. Uh, we don't care if the Preds are on a seven-game winning streak. We want to see them keep improving. We just yep. gave you a couple really good areas that they can improve on if they do these things. We're gonna start hanging the Stanley Cup banner right now. Yep. I'm sorry. And people are, and people We're are stitching it. About the, people are talking about the Predators too right now. So. Oh, they are uh, finally. They're finally getting some. Took a while. It does. It's it's unbelievable. When you build a seven game winning streak, that gets it's hard for anybody to ignore you. And UC Saros gets a lot of attention as well. So. Absolutely. Yeah, good, good news all all around though. You know, like Matt Duchesne playing better, Johansson playing better. It's all it's all good stuff. So it's it's good to finally see. Some of this stuff coming coming to fruition. So absolutely, I like it. All right, this is episode ninety one of Catfish on Ice with Rich Howe and yours truly, Chad Minton. We are coming back from the Christmas break. We hope all of our listeners had a really good Christmas break. We got the Preds. Fingers crossed. Coming back for hockey on Wednesday. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna say it's a hundred percent certainty in these times because every day I wake up and another game gets postponed. But as of now, the Preds should be playing on Wednesday against the Washington Capitals. Uh, so yeah, yeah, really excited about that. Let's get hypothetical here. We love to do it again. This is episode ninety-one. We are presented by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We're gonna get hypothetical here. We love getting hypothetical. And doing these segments on the Catfish Nice podcast. And this time, we are going to go back in time and think if we could add one historically great NHL player who is no longer playing and put him on the Predators right now. We're going to throw around a couple players we got. Here's two caveats, two rules on this. You can't pick Wayne Gretzky. Because that is too freaking obvious. We're not doing it. Wayne Gretzky's off limits. Sorry, Rich. I know. It's right. Rich is like, that was my only player I was going to pick. Yeah, I got like a whole page of notes. <laughs> I knew better. 
All right, so no Wayne Gretzky, and he can't be a former Preds player. And the reason I threw that rule in there because everyone would pick Pecorino, including myself. Yep. Or Paul Correa. That would be a good one, Paul too. Correa. So. All right. That's awesome. So, Rich, how about you give us your first one? All right. So, I'm going to go. So, one of my guys is still alive. The other guy is not and has been gone for quite some time. So, I'll go with the, the one that, that is still with us, and that is one Bobby Orr. Um, awesome defenseman. I was reading up on him. Um, pretty much changed how defensemen play the game. Um, 12 seasons in the NHL, 10 with Boston. He uh, Two Stanley Cups. Here's his list. These are, these are the, the, the awards that he's won. Mm-hmm. Eight, eight Norris trophies. So he won eight Norris trophies in 12 seasons. Two Art Ross trophies, one Lester Patrick trophy, a Ted Lindsay award, three Hart memorials, two Conn Smythes, and a Calder. Um, that sounds pretty good. 657 games, 915 points, uh, 270 goals, 645 assists. Just he changed how defensemen played the game. He did. Uh, we, we, have a, we have one Roman Yossi who plays – a uh, very similar style to that uh, offensive defenseman. Uh, I think Bobby Orr was definitely an offensive defenseman. Um, one of the things I read said up until he started playing, defensemen would just kind of hang in the back yep. and not do much, and, and he kind of changed the whole thing. So, yep. man, I think he'd be really awesome to have on the Predators right now yep. if he can't Pecorini. Bobby Orr completely changed how you think about defensemen. Yep. No, here's, oh, it's funny. You're going to like this. Rich loves the Bruins. <laughs> he does. I do. I do. They're my, they're my favorite uh, original six team. I'll put it that way. So, anyway. That's fair. That's all. I think that's fair. We all have, uh, we all have our uh, second favorite teams. Who's your second favorite team? Uh, second favorite team. Would probably. I really don't have a second favorite team. You know what? I'm gonna make you mad, Rich. Though. No, you're not. I'm gonna make you mad here. I'm sorry. But I actually really like the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know you do. It's okay. Not enough to like wear their jersey or like prance around with a hat or anything like that. But I got you. I don't have a problem with him with them like a lot of people do. If they win a three-peat, I'm not going to be that mad about it, honestly. Uh, I I don't have a problem with the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm sorry. Everyone getting mad at me. Um, but Bobby Orr, Bobby Orr, go back to your original pick here. He, You are absolutely 100% correct. He changed the way the game was played as a defenseman. Yep. He was, because before him, the defenseman had no, uh, no drive to score, or any. That was not the point of being on the ice, right? And he he changed how the game was looked at, for sure. Yep. And so Bobby Orr is a good choice. If there's no Wayne Gretzky, Bobby Orr is probably the best player ever. That's a good. That's a good choice. It's a good choice. You got that that iconic photo of him. Yes. Scoring the, the game goal in the Stanley Cup. And so we're already so we're picturing Bobby Orr and Roman Yossi on a top pairing for the Preds. I think that'd be pretty good. I'll take it. 
All right. So here is my first pick. You give yours, and then we'll talk about some of the ones. Uh, yes. That, uh, on we the have some good. We have some good responses yeah. on Twitter. Uh, if you're uh, if you're one of, if you're listening right now, or you're watching the stream live. Tweet at us at Catfish Ice on Twitter, on Facebook, all those good social media platforms, or comment right now in this live chat. Tell yep. us who would be your one of your picks. Guess what my first one is? Brett Hull. Oh yeah, That's Brett amazing. Hull was one of my. Fi- so when I first started watching hockey and I first started getting into it. Brett Hull was one of my favorite players to watch. And I actually put some thought into this, Rich. If I could hypothetically put one of these historically great players on today's Preds, I need myself a pure assassin, a right winger, a left winger that can just score at will, almost like Ovechkin. Ovechkin was not allowed to be picked because he still plays right now. So I went with Brett Hull. Brett Hull is one of the best goal scorers of all time. Fifth all-time in goals with 741. Fifth in game-winning goals all-time with 110. So he was Mr. Clutch. Power play goals, he's third all-time with 265. And just recently was passed by Alex Ovechkin for the all-time lead in power play goals. So he was right there. He's fourth all-time in hat tricks with 33. Shocker on that one is Gretzky leads in all-time hat tricks with 50. What do you know? But yeah, I, I thought about this really hard when I thought about who would historically great NHL players, who would I want to add to this current Preds team, hypothetically speaking. I want myself uh, just a bona fide, non, just lethal goal scorer. I don't need you to do all the flashy assists and get out there and make hits and blocks. We got plenty of that on this team. I need a pure, lethal score. Brett Hull was that. So Brett Hull is my guy. That would be awesome to have. Um, yeah, we don't. We really don't have that, like you said. The Preds um, have really never had that in their entire no, history. No. Um, They've had a couple of decent guys. They've had a couple of decent wingers, but nothing ever on the level even close to a Brett yeah. Hull. Yeah. Not even close. I think we're all waiting for Philip Forsberg to flip that switch, but uh, let's go ahead and sell the boat on that one. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. Not on that level, anyway. Not on that level. No. Yeah. Yeah, and and I don't know when we would get somebody on that level. Truthfully, you know, so it could happen. It could happen. It could. It could. I'm not sure, but all right, we're gonna share. Let's go ahead and uh, share some of Mike Twitter put his on here. Pavel Bure is my pick, the Russian rocket. I love offensive speed on the ice, Sergey Fedorov. He threw Sergey Fedorov in there too, yep. Yeah, good, good pick, um, definitely. That's a good one, for sure. <laughs> like that one. Let's share some of our responses we got here. I'm going to pull them up right now. We got a lot of really good responses, so we appreciate everyone. Uh, of course, let's start with our buddy Kyle Perkins, who couldn't yep. make the episode tonight. He does Perks Picks every Monday. He will be back next Monday. He said Pavel Datsuk. Yep. All right. I really need everyone, if they haven't ever done it, go Google Pavel Datsuk Breakaway Goals. Mm-hmm. This guy was a magician. 
He would get loose on a breakaway, and that poor goalie, no matter how great that goalie was, had no chance. Pavel Datsuk was an assassin. He was a magician. That's a really good pick by Kyle Perkins. That is, and then um, someone named Bryant put underneath Pavel Datsuk. Big time, of course, that's if Lemieux in that same tier list as Gretzky, as I'd assume. Could you imagine Datsuk setting up Forsberg? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Lemieux is up for grabs here. I only said you couldn't pick yeah. uh, well, Gretzky. And obviously Lemieux, of course. But but we didn't say Lemieux. I didn't, we didn't say Lemieux. And I didn't put Lemieux on my list. No, no uh, blasphemy here, but I didn't no. put him on my list. There's obviously plenty of choices here. There's no right or wrong answers here. Yep. All right. Let's see. Lindsay, our girl Lindsay, and shocker of the century. Guess who she picked? (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? It's okay because guess what? It's still still a really good choice, even if she is a little biased. But our girl Lindsay, we hope Lindsay had a really good Christmas. If she pops in the stream here later. But Lindsay said Jerome Aginla. Yep. And this is not being a major homer for the Flames. Iggy was a guy that would completely drag his team into a battle. Every time he was on the ice, he did it all. He scored, he set up plays, and he didn't back down from a fight. I think he would be perfect for this team. Lindsey, that is a really good response there. And you've got me persuaded to maybe withdraw my Brett Hull pick and go with Jerome again. Am I allowed to do that, Rich? Can I uh, can I withdraw my Brett Hull pick? You're the host of the, of the podcast. You can do whatever you want. Because Lindsay just uh, convinced me. Lindsay, that was a really good endorsement hey, of Aginla. She's got a, she's got a good point. Uh, Aginla needs to go ahead and invite you to his next Hall of Fame speech. Oh, yeah. Because you, that that's all you need to say right there for Jerome yeah. Aginla. There you go. It's a good yeah, one. That's awesome. We got a, let's see, who else? We got Boyd. Boyd's a good uh, follower of the podcast that we interact with all the time on press Twitter. He yep. says Theo Fleury. That's a good one. Yep. There you really go. good one. And then we got uh, Keith says Pavel Bure or Sergei Fedorov. So we've got a couple of entries of that. Yeah. Two votes for those two guys. There you go. All right. Awesome. awesome. Appreciate the responses there. On uh, on Twitter, keep them coming. We'll share them as we go on here. Uh, Rich, give me another one from you. Uh, we're talking right. historical NHL players who we can pluck and put on the Preds right now. They got to be retired. They couldn't have played for the Preds in the past, so no Pecorine. Sorry, and it can't be Wayne Gretzky because that's just too freaking obvious. We're not doing it. Yep. Okay. So this guy, not only is he retired, he is no longer with us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I reached back. I, I checked out NHL has a good um, post uh, or a good uh, article, I guess. Top 100 players of all times. Tons of people have on there. Brett Hull's on there. Bobby Orr's obviously on there. Um, tons of guys. So this guy was like probably one of the first, like most recognizable and like, I guess like star NHL player. You got me peaked here. You got my interest oh, peaked. I'm, I'm, this is this is a good one. I think it is uh, Maurice the Rocket Richard. Oh, we know who he is. Obviously, they give out that that award, the Rocket Richard Award, every year to the NHL player who scores the most goals. So this guy was like um, whoever the most famous 
NHL star, I guess Connor McDavid, he he was like the first guy like that in the NHL, pretty much. That's awesome. So yeah, so he played 18 seasons in the NHL, all with the Montreal Canadiens. 978 games, 966 points. So wow. That's pretty awesome. Over that time frame, that's insane. Yep. yep. And we do know it was, you know, he played in that time frame where there weren't a lot of teams. Well, yeah, what exact year? What exact years did he play from? Do you have that down? Yeah, it was like the 40s to the 60s. Oh. So, I, and I know, I know, I agree. I know NHL that, at that time, I don't know. I, I do but, agree. But, hey, you. can I give you something real quick? Can I give you something? This yep. is I'm in your camp here. I'm about to I'm about to boost your argument here. Yep. The fact that he put up that many points in that style of NHL is even more impressive. I agree. That's, I agree 100%. I see where you're and, going with this. And I'm I know, you know, the guys are really tough nowadays. Those dudes were really tough. Oh yeah, they uh, ate glass. Those players yeah, ate glass dude, for lunch. Yeah, so you know, if you skate in now and you get tripped or something, you know, it's usually a penalty or whatever. These guys would get punched, you know. It just, oh, yeah, those are the – Yeah. Those are – and not to mention that, but during those times, these players were probably not making hardly any money for what no. they were doing. Uh, I'm pretty sure their protective gear was pretty much nothing. Nothing. Obviously, I, no face masks. Yeah, it was like a whole different yeah. – so the fact that the what'd you say? How many points did he score in how many games? Nine hundred and sixty-six points in nine hundred and seventy-eight games. So he did. He scored that many points in that few of games or that rate. So almost a point per game, yep. which is to this day is still impressive. It is with all the extra rules in place to to uh, help the offensive player, and yep. he did that back in the forties and fifties. That's insane. That's yep. a really good one. Yeah. So Rich, had, I gotta give you, had, I gotta golf clap for that one. Yeah, that's so a good pick. Just a few more of his his quick stats: um, eight Stanley Cups. Of course, that was that time when there weren't that many teams, but still, that's awesome. But what's what's cool about that is they won. The Canadians actually won five in a row. Like yeah. the last five that he got, they won five in a row. Nice. He had 13, 13 All Star appearances, and this is this was really good. So in nineteen forty four. Once again, not a lot of teams, but still, he recorded uh, 50 goals in 50 games. In that so in that time frame, that's pretty good. That is, and then so when I was reading up on him uh, on the NHL, they had like a little write up of their life story, or whatever. So this is what they said on NHL.com. Most famously, in 1952, Richard had what might be the greatest goal in NHL history, coming out of the Canadiens' locker room with a concussion to score the winning goal against the Boston Bruins in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup playoff semifinals. That's pretty incredible, but at the same time would probably be frowned upon in today's <laughs> 2021, and should be frowned upon. Definitely, We don't want concussed upon. players to be playing, but wow, it really gives you, a, it gives you a window into what it was like then. Amen. Wow. Yeah, those guys, tough as nails, eat glass, like you said. I was going to put, I can't remember his name, but the first goaltender that ever started wearing a mask. If you've seen his picture, like, without his mask. Rich, you're going way back in time here, and I love it. It is. It's awesome. You know I'm a history buff. Oh, my God. So, I love this history lesson today. I cannot remember what his name is. If anybody knows, maybe they can tell us. I I just – I'd have to look it up. But I've seen a picture of this dude before he started wearing a mask. He is stitched 
all over the place on his face. I mean, it is not pretty. But nice. I was going to give him kudos just for that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. that's good, man. That's yeah, a great awesome. pick. Yep. All right. I'm about to go way more back into more current times. There you go. At least within my lifetime. Awesome. And I might rub some Preds fans some wrong way a wrong way here with That's this right. player. This I don't think this player ever played against the Preds. If he did, it was like right at the very end of his career. Oh, okay. But it comes from a franchise that I know Preds fans despise. But it's okay. Forgive me. You cannot take away the greatness from this player. I'm going the first ever player that was my favorite player as a kid when I first started watching hockey. This was before. This was before the Preds actually moved to Nashville. This was my first. This was my first favorite team. So I think it was Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, it was. There you go. I remember. You got a good memory. Yep, I do remember. Stevie Y. Stevie Iserman. There you go. He was. My first favorite player on my first favorite team. I do not like the Red Wings in any way now, so no one get up in arms. But at that time, when the Preds weren't a team, the Red Wings were a dynasty. I was a new fan of hockey as a kid. So what did I do? I naturally liked the best team. That's what kids do. Yep. I, I was a bandwagon jumper, I guess you could say. And that Red Wings team was the first team that I knew to like, oh, this is a good team. This is the team I'm going to like. And Steve Eiserman was my favorite player. And so I I chose him. Personally, I chose him. Tenth in goals all time with 692. Thirteenth in game-winning goals with 94. Seventeenth all time in points per game at over one point per game. Guess who's fourth on that list? I don't know. Connor McDavid. He's already at fourth. All time in points per game, and he—I th- I actually think he could. He's a cheat code man. I mean, in today's world, that's pretty cool. But yeah, I'm going Stevie Eiserman. He was a leader on the ice. He was a captain. He was another one of those similar like Brett Hull, a type of player that would just score the clutch goals, come up in the big moments when you needed him. And so I threw Steve Eisman in there. So I've got two guys I've picked who are just pure goal scorers who can lead the team offensively and do a lot of big things. But Eisman, even more so than Brett Hull, in my opinion, was a little bit more of an all-around player and a captain. Uh, so Eisman, uh, he, 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 I took him That's for good. personal reasons, for, for nostalgic reasons, because he was my first favorite NHL player. It's okay if you still like the Detroit. Rangers. I had a po- I had a so I had a bu- I was one of the, I was one of those kids that had all these posters in my in my room of sports yep. athletes. I had a uh, so for all of our NBA fans, I had a Vince Carter windmill dunk poster. I had a, a Barry Bond Barry Bonds was one of my favorite baseball. I had all these random athlete posters, and I had a Stevie Iserman hoisting the cup in my uh, in my room. Uh, it was a smaller poster, but I had one, and really? so he was my. Fr- so I, I chose him. I chose him. I think you should like them now, just because it's nostalgic. Nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Ah, uh, you can do it. There's not a shred of me. As soon as yeah. the Preds came here, and I realized that, that the Red Wings were going to be one of our rivals, that all died with me. I promise you, I am not a Red Wings fan. There you go. You can trust me. You can trust me, Preds fans. I am not a closet Red Wings fan. 
Absolutely. And you can trust me that I like the Predators more than the Bruins. All right. I was going to put that out there. I think I've been accused by some people of liking the Bruins more than I like the Predators. Not true. Let me throw a goalie in here, even though we know UC Soros is great. And why would we want to ever replace uh, UC Soros? But if I could pick one historical goaltender, it's Dominique Hasek for me. There you go. He was, he was so intimidating. He was so, like, he was one of those goaltenders. If you're going up against Dominique Hasek, you're probably not going to win that game. Like, just go ahead and pack it in. Yep. Uh, best save percentage of all time at .9223, which over an entire career with how many games he played, to post that save percentage is pretty mind-boggling. Yep. He's tied for sixth all-time in shutouts, uh, and he is seventh all-time in goals against average which is actually the best among modern-day goaltenders. So when I looked at the top goaltenders of all time for goals against average, mm-hmm. a lot of these goaltenders were old-time goaltenders. Going back to that time frame that you were just talking mm-hmm. about, Rich, where he really didn't score a lot of goals. Dominic Hasek has the best goals against average if you look at all modern-day goaltenders going back to like the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. So Dominic Hasek would be my goaltender if I was going to pick a goaltender, historically guess- speaking. I guess like the easy pick would be like Marty Brodeur. That would be a good. Well, that he's another one. Pick. He yeah. at that point it's apples and oranges. There, they're both all time great. But I took Dominic Hasek. Yeah, or Patrick Waugh. Just so Patrick Waugh is another one. There were so many dominant goaltenders in the nineties, mm-hmm. man. If you go back and look, dude. Oh my gosh. So that that goaltender who was the first to wear a face mask, his name's Terry Sawchuck. Everybody, go look up pictures of him without a face mask on it's like a nightmare nightmare fuel but anyway all right so those are our historical nhl players that we would put on the preds keep sharing yours with with us we will share them throughout the episode if you're watching live right now and with that perfect segue into our sponsor which is DraftKings. and DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NHL, and they have a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. We were just talking about goalies. Guess what? Don't be afraid to bet on this bet because Dominique Hasek, Marty Brodeur, they're not in the NHL anymore. So odds are you're going to get a goal scored. So we need you to go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN, throw down $1. All it takes is $1 on any any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. An official sports betting partner of the NHL must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. A minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager is required. And one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1 800 Gambler. And if the sportsbook is not available in your state yet, there's no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes by playing Daily Fantasy. So go do that. Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest every day. So it's a no brainer. Go do it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, promo code THPN right now. Be glad you did. 
Free money. All right, so let's give our listeners a little bit of a World Junior Championship update. We are underway with the World Junior Championship, Hockey Championship. We've got a few Preds in this year's tournament. Not a ton, but we do have some headliner prospects that are in it. The big one, of course, being Iroslav Askarov. And he, let's just say, putting it mildly, has had a rough tournament so far. I heard that. So he played in the first game for Russia, gave up three goals, got yanked. A lot of people out there are saying he was prematurely yanked and that it wasn't all his fault and he shouldn't have been yanked. Well, Russia played their second game. They won their second game, but Iskarov did not even start or play Mm. in the game. Mm. So a lot of people are starting to say that Escarov's just got to get out of there. He's got to sign his ELC. He's got to get over to the States. He's got to start getting ready for his NHL career. But this World Junior, we were hoping he would dominate. We were hoping to see plenty of him. We're already not seeing a lot of him in the KHL as it is. He's only getting random starts here and there. So we're really not getting a good body of work from what what people say is the best goalie prospect in the world. And we're just not getting a good body of work for him from him right now. And it looks like it's continuing into this year's uh, World Junior. I mean, can he's got like one more year on his KHL contract. Like, how, how can he – I don't even see how he could get out of that. I just don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, I think that crazy. it could definitely what, – what really concerns me is this could really stunt his development. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's really not good, good for the Preds, obviously. Uh, but yeah, we were really hoping to see him get a lot of body of work here in the World Junior uh, Championship here for Russia. And he's—I mean—he didn't even get to start his second game. He did not. I will say, to be fair, he did not look great in his first start, uh, uh, where Russia got pretty much ran out of the building against Sweden. Uh, it, he did not look great. But mm-hmm. I will say that he gave up three goals on 16 shots faced, and then he got prematurely yanked. Uh, do you think three goals on 16 shots is fair? You're kind of on that borderline. Yeah, I mean, so I got, I'm assuming it was 3 nothing, like real quick. I, I got to go back and look at that. I didn't see exactly yeah. the flow of the game. But everything I'm seeing one. from all the analysts who are really covering this, uh, yeah. uh, for, for what I'm seeing is he, he did not deserve to be yanked that early. It's, yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I mean – you're getting it is like you said borderline. Um, definitely four. He probably would have deserved yeah. it, but three might be a little early. But I don't know. It's 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 a weird. So call. hopefully he gets another chance here to redeem himself in this tournament. You got to think he will. Like we said, Russia did win their latest game, and but Askarov did not get get in the game. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and then we've got a little bit of more positive return here with Fedor Shvechkov who is oh, yeah. he's the most recent draft uh, first overall draft pick, uh, first-round draft pick, I should say, by the Predators. Uh, everyone tooled him as being a defensive-minded forward. He didn't bring very much offensive upside. And guess what? He has continuously proven people wrong since being drafted. He has plenty of offensive upside. And in yeah. the first game for Russia, he scored a goal, a really big goal for Russia. And he played in almost 15 minutes of ice time. Game two, he had some chances, 
but just couldn't bury them. We've got On the Future, uh, which covers the Preds prospects. On the Future, they have been on the podcast in the, in the past. They are going to return for episode 92 later this week to do a full segment, a full breakdown of the World Juniors. So stay tuned for that in our next yep. episode later this week. That's going to be a lot of fun. But on That's the future, on the future, pretty much said that Shvechkov missed a couple really good scoring chances in the second game. But Shvechkov still got 17 min- over 17 minutes of ice time as he is getting second line minutes. For Russia. So, Sveshkov, you got some positive here. You got some good returns here from Sveshkov, who is the first-round pick. So, that's good to see. Uh, Some more negativity here. Some more unfortunate news when it comes to the Preds and the World Junior Championship. Uh, Simon Kanak is going to miss time due to COVID protocols for Switzerland. So, that's tough. And then we got Anton Olsen for Sweden who is also getting some playing time. A little bit of an, a more unknown Preds prospect, but he's playing for Sweden. We all know Sweden is a very good team that could maybe mm-hmm. even win the World yep. Junior Championship. So that's what we got for our World Juniors. Again, stay tuned later this week on Thursday for Episode 92. We yep. will have On the Future, who covers the Preds prospects, the best follow out there. If you're looking for Preds prospect information, Go follow on the future. They're part of SB Nation, and I'm telling you, very, very the person, knowledgeable. They <laughs> run. They they give you so much information. I don't even know if this person sleeps. That yeah. runs this account. I don't know. Yeah, but it we are right. we are so amped up to have them join the podcast again. The last time they were on, they were outstanding, and they'll yeah. be back on again this Thursday. We cannot wait to have them on. Yeah. Yep. So we are awesome. pumped about that. Let's 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 round out episode ninety one with our two quick hitters of the night. First, let's let's cover some more grim news here. The NHL is officially out of the Olympics. Yeah, I hate that. I was really looking forward to that. So, like, I really like the Winter Olympics like a whole lot, and it was going to be very cool to see these guys finally get to play again. But, um. Not happening. Big time. Well, it's because of the hockey. I mean, yeah. I mean, I like a lot of the Winter Olympic stuff. I love the skiing. I love I, honestly, like, don't make fun of me. I love the curling. And that's what I was getting ready to say. I, I love it. It's so exciting. I know. It's like, yeah, it, I, I don't understand it. Lindsay does. I think Lindsay actually plays it. Um, um, no, I love the curling. Play. But it's exactly. a really it's a really huge letdown that we're not going to get to see NHL players in the Olympics. I totally get it though. I know it's all about being safe. And then again, with everything that's going on, the uncertainty about different countries have different quarantine rules. I totally understand. We can't be selfish here, but there are NHL players who are upset about this too. So, yeah. I you know Preferably, it would have been nice to leave it up to the NHL players to decide whether they wanted to go play in the Olympics or not. But it's just not possible with all these with all these games being postponed. It's just not possible. The only way you could allow NHL players to play in the Olympics at this point is if you push back the season. Yeah, and the NHL has already came out and said that is not on the table. We are not going to push back the season or cut the season short or push it back into the summer again. 
The NHL has already said we are not going to do that, and they're yeah. sticking to their guns. And they they opted out of the Olympics, which is we yeah. pretty much saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, it stinks. Um, I don't know if it's still the case or not, but I read somewhere that if you do get a positive COVID test while you're there, you have it could be up to five weeks. Yeah, three to five weeks or something, and then like the window for the Olympics for them was only like two weeks, so. You definitely don't want and, to be quarantined over in China for. And there's no, there's no idea of what kind of play. Where, you, where, where are they going to be keeping you? Are you going to be stuck yeah. in a hotel? Like, yeah. is the hotel going to be a nice hotel? Like, you don't. And, and the biggest scare is there's so much international uncertainty. Yeah. Why would you want to put yourself at risk of yeah. that? Like, I would not want any part of it if you ask me. But no. there but were the still side, there were there some was, players there were that, players who still wanted to do it, and so yeah. it's tough. But uh, we saw this coming. It, it I guess we can just look forward to the next Olympics, and hopefully we'll yeah. get to see them play then. Well, I think some of the the players, like I think Sidney Crosby was one. Patrice Bergeron said disappointed because those guys are older. They're yeah. not gonna. They won't get to play in the next Olympics. You know, they just it just not and, gonna happen because of their age. So. I can kind of see where... And to put it on a press perspective, we were going to get to see Roman Yossi represent his country. We were going to get to see UC Soros more than yeah. more than likely represent his home country. It was going to be really fun to watch some of the top Pred stars, those yeah. two in particular, represent their countries. You know we were going to be cheering for them just like they were playing for the Preds, watching yeah. them play for their home countries. Absolutely. So it's definitely a letdown, but it's also one that we, we saw coming. We saw it coming. It's understandable. Um, I think we talked about it before, though. Like, since they're not doing the Olympics, they have that two-week window. But somebody mentioned – it might have been Kyle or it was you said that, you know, these arenas book stuff for that two weeks. So, like, how are they going to work that out? So, that's just uh, a yeah. little hurdle that they're going to have to uh, figure that out because um, – Very true. You know, stuff's booked. It's booked. So, I don't know what you what you could even do about that. Truthfully. All right, so let's round out episode 91 with a quick preview. We got the Preds and the Capitals. The Preds are finally going to get back into action here. Without Roman Yossi. <laughs> what's that? Without Roman Yossi. Without Roman Yossi, without Colton Sissons, without Tommy Novak. Matt Duchesne is still up in the air. I haven't heard anything about whether he's going to – we could hear it tomorrow. I could see it being one of those things where they're waiting until – right when it needs to be announced. But the Capitals, they are just as good as you expect them to be. They're 18-6-7 and six and seven on the season. Uh, it's a team we haven't seen in a long time, of course. And, yeah, of, course you've, of course, you've got Alex Ovechkin. Uh, oh, yeah, Mike Twitter perfectly says going for win number eight in a row, right as I mentioned Alex Ovechkin. We want that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it's another tough test. Uh We'll have to wait and see what players they have available with their own COVID protocols. Have you seen anything, Rich, on any key players they're missing? I haven't seen anything at all from those guys. And I actually, I follow them on Twitter, and I haven't seen anything at all. So we'll just have to wait and see. This is going to be a day of type of situation where both teams are going to have to release their uh, lineups that they have available. We'll see if either team has to use their taxi squads that they assemble. It's yeah. so hard to predict games these days, so we're not going to try to predict the game. All we know is the Preds are going for win number eight. Quick yeah. prediction right now, Rich, before we let, before we come out of episode 91. Will the Preds win game number eight on Wednesday? 
I'm leaning toward no, but um, I think they could, but just without Yossi and Sissons, that's just going to be tough, very tough. I was looking it's at it's going to be really tough. I said the I was, same thing. I said the same thing against the Blackhawks, though, and now you know I kind of I kind of feel like I need to stop doubting this team. Well, I do too, but it's just it's tough. But I was looking at Washington's schedule. So the last game they played, they lost against the the Los Angeles Kings. But all of the games that they played in December, they lost to Chicago in a shootout. They um, they won against Anaheim in a shootout. They got beat by Pittsburgh. They won against Buffalo in a shootout. They lost to Chicago in overtime. The 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 best win they've had in December. They beat Winnipeg five to two. So. They're not really dominating like you would expect. They're they they're getting uh, taken down to you know to the wire to, with shootouts and overtimes by some teams that they should beat. But yeah, you know they might come back hungry. So you just, well, all winning streaks got to come to an end sooner or later. We will see what happens here. We are really excited though. We will be back Thursday for the game after the Blue Jackets game. So we will come after a back-to-back. That'll be episode 92. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. This has been episode 91 of Catfish on Ice, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is your host, Chad Minton, with Rich Howe. We will see you this Thursday for episode 92. Everyone have a great week. Good night.